Welcome to the Real Life Show, Living with a Chronic Illness. We are your hosts, Cassie and Chelsea. I'm Cassie, a single mom living with a chronic illness who is extremely passionate about living a full and happy life. And I'm Chelsea, a mindset coach that has a passion for helping people learn to put themselves first and be the best version of themselves each and every day. We came together to create Spoonies Unite, an uplifting community that offers resources, guidance, and support so you can live your best life while giving you the space to be yourself, be heard, and feel understood. This show is not only for those who live with a chronic illness, but their friends, family, spouses, and just anyone else existing on the earth. There's a little something in here for everyone. Thank you to our patrons for your continued support making this possible. If you love our show and want to get some extra goodies, go to patreon.com slash Unite. Enjoy the show! Welcome to today's episode of The Real Life Show, Living with a Chronic Illness. I'm Chelsea. I'm Cassie. And today we are continuing our series talking all about relationships and guilt with chronic illness and just kind of in life. And we are here with Cassie's boo thing, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hello, all. How are you doing? It's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, we're happy that you're here. Yeah. We are. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to say that Cassie is being so adorable and cute and she keeps laughing. (laughs) So if you hear laughter from her, it's just, it's just, she's being Cassie. I'm just excited. It's going to be fun. So... (laughs) Dana, start off, um, Cassie, would you kind of share with us how, when you and Jamie kind of first met and started talking, how you kind of pushed him away and why? We're just going to jump right into it. Okay, that really is jumping right into yep, it. I'm just, we're going um, it. Yes, okay. Cass, please tell them about the first time we met. <laughs> the first time? <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so we met like just over a year ago um, at one of our mutual friends' birthday parties. It was a murder mystery party. And, um, it was really fun by the way. I highly recommend that to anyone who hasn't done it before. And there was just definitely some chemistry between the two of, I feel like he tells the story even better than I do. There was some chemistry between us, a lot of eye contact, a clear connection. And then after that, um, he asked me out and I kind of flaked and bailed a few times. Well, I asked for your number. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I said I didn't live there. Yeah. And I was kind of heartbroken somewhat. We should say that currently Cassie lives in Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. and Jamie is in Missoula, Montana. So right. they're not in the same area. Right. Continue, guys. Okay. So see, I told you he tells the story better than me. So <laughs> I came back to Kansas. Well, see, I feel like I skipped. I skip, he asked me for my number, and I was like, I don't live here. I'm leaving in like a couple of days. And he was sad. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, oh. And then he asked me out anyway. I flaked and bailed. And then I came back to Kansas and he was like, let's chat. You know, I'd like to get to know you. And I flaked and bailed and like ghosted him a little bit. It was like, no, I'm not ready. Ah! And then we talked a little bit over the year, a little bit of a text here and there. And then when I was going up for Christmas break the following year, I texted him and I was like, hey, maybe we should go on that date. And he was like, yeah. And then I went up for Christmas again and um, we hung out with those same mutual friends and totally hit it off. And I realized maybe I was emotionally available for more than I was the year before. And so we hung out, we 
had a really good time <laughs> together. Yes, we've we've definitely uh, uh, grown a relationship out of this whole thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. but I still was trying to like keep him at arm's distance. Like I was just like, no, I can't. I don't know. I I felt myself being a little bit more emotionally available, but I was also like. I tried to push him away and almost like scare him probably in some ways. How did you scare him? With my illness. I think I was trying to sort of do that. So when he was coming over the first night, I was like not looking for anything. And I was like, and so I didn't put on any makeup and I was just like, I don't care. I'm not looking for anything. And I was walking around with my hot water bottle and I didn't feel good. And I was like laying on the floor at several points. (laughs) (laughs) Which I didn't know any of this was happening, by the way. Right. Okay. But then, yes. but then even after you came over, I was doing that too. I was like on the floor in the kitchen over there. Anyways, apparently he found this endearing and he asked me out anyway, which was really nice. Um, but then he wanted me to spend the night and I was like, no fucking way. You know, that is just like not happening. I can't do it. I'm it's too much vulnerability. I'm afraid. And he was really sweet and uh wanted me to open myself up to that and kind of like asked me to trust him and allow myself to be vulnerable with him and he really wanted to get to know all of me and everything that that entailed and that was um pretty i felt like i felt like it was like the universe was pushing me there and i had to just kind of go with it and so i did and then it was like super incredible and then we've been like kind of on since (laughs) (laughs) and then but then after i came back to kansas i still tried to like push away and like i think we even had a few conversations when i was like i am really not feeling well like i don't talk about this i don't let people into this this is what's going on with my life i had a colonoscopy and endoscopy coming up and i normally wouldn't share that and i was sharing it with him and i think part of it was me trying to like test the waters and kind of push him away but the other part of me, I think, felt really safe with him and felt myself like wanting to open up in some kind of weird way that I couldn't fight. Mm-hmm. So during all of this, Jamie, when Cass is <laughs> trying to kind of push you away, like that first year that we were talking, how much did you know about her chronic illness? Did she tell you anything uh, that she had Crohn's? The very first year, I didn't know anything about it. Okay, so. so she really kept that um, closed doors. Yeah, because like, honestly, right. with, like with social media, I literally just signed up on Facebook. Not even, I don't even have a year anniversary under my belt. <laughs> so like the very first time I got a glimpse into like um, kind of what Cass was dealing with, but didn't know exactly what it was, is when she made a post on Facebook that uh, she was getting um, uh, her injection or IV. I mean, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I could only guess. Cause we never had that conversation because you know, we've only text a couple times here and there. Hey, how's things? And, and that was it. There was no in-depth uh, conversations that we ever had. So yeah, I realized that something was going on, but I didn't know what it was. So then when a couple months ago, she did start to kind of open up and you hints were reconnecting and starting to chop chat more as you learn more about her illness and what she goes through on a daily basis, like what thoughts were going through your head? Um, honestly, I thought the first thought in my mind was like, I would have never known because you hide it so well, you know, uh, the times that we were together, 
I would have never known because she's just a really outgoing, happy person, always smiling. Truth. Um, never, nobody ever knows how you're truly feeling, Cass, you know. And the, the only time, the first time I really got a glimpse into it, I'm going to share a little bit, but um, Cass is a really good writer and she kind of wrote about our our time together when she was here the last time and there will be that, a book oh shit yeah i'm making you write this now yeah and there should be but like that was the first time i got her perspective and what was really going on because it was only my perspective with what between what was going on with us when we were, were spending time together but i never knew the extent of it and how she was feeling and and so then when she was able to write that and I was, a re was able to read about it, it definitely opened up the dialogue to where I told her she, you know, I would prefer to know about it, you know, because then I feel that then I can be there, I can be supportive. And uh, yeah, I just, you know, rather than her have to put up a front for me, I kind of want to really know how she's feeling, you know, it's yeah. important to me that I do. I'm really glad you brought up that because that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you because I've read parts of that I've not read the entirety of it, but I've read parts um, <laughs> and just being able to kind of see exactly what's going through her head. Cause I kind of feel similarly that Cassie is really good at just putting up that strong face and going through life. And I think mm -hmm. that there's times that she's allowed me to see a little bit of how she's truly feeling, but I still think that it's only like scratching the surface. And so being able to read something like that from her perspective of all the thoughts going through her head, it's, it's a lot. And so it's, I wanted to kind of hear what your perspective was. So I was really glad that you brought that up right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I should probably share that in this chapter that I wrote in my book, um, I discussed like some intimate details between us. And then I went into like, we had gone out to dinner and drinks with uh, our mutual friends that night. And I like thought I was going to faint at the restaurant mm -hmm. and was like, I need to leave. I don't even know how to sit at the table and just was sure I was going to pass out. And that kind of has been like an up and down for me with thinking I'm going to faint, throw up, nauseous all the time. We were leaving one place too. And, um, and Jamie asked me like, how are you feeling? And I was like, I'm fine. He's like, no, how are you really feeling? And I was like, really? It's like, I'm super nauseous. I could like throw up at any moment right now. And you know, maybe like faint, but I'm fine. And then I think that was like outside when we went on our way to go pick up stuff and then go to your house. Well, and that was I, the first, that was New Year's Eve, remind you. Mm -hmm. And that, that was the first night that, yeah, I, you know, I asked you if you would spend a night with me because I just wanted to spend some quality time with you because most of the time we've been spending was basically with, you know, our mutual friends. And that was mm -hmm. about it. But I just wanted to get to know you more and be with you. And um, honestly, I didn't realize this, it was a, it was an obstacle for you until I actually read about it, that you wrote it down. Cause you really didn't tell me how you were feeling mm -hmm. that night. I didn't. And Jamie, how yeah. does that make you feel that this woman that you were starting to care about and wanted to get to know more that she was hiding so much from you? I, uh, I admired it because she's so strong, you know, to be able to do that. Like it was amazing that she could just feel the way she did and then just not even show it, you know, and still want to participate and do things. And, and I didn't realize, you know, for me, it was like, I had no idea that like 
I knew that she was like, not sure about wanting to stay with me, but like the feelings that I had for her and I felt like it was mutual that it should have been an, an immediate yes. And I didn't know why there was any kind of hesitance in it, I guess, until later when we, you know, started talking and I started finding out more about how the night, how she felt and, uh, and everything. I, I, it just made a lot more sense to me. And I, and I think that I appreciate more honesty from her and knowing more about how she's feeling and stuff. So then, you know, I'm not feeling, oh, it's, it's me. What am I doing wrong? You know what I mean? That makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. So Cassie, hearing that Jamie really wants to have you be honest with how you're really feeling, how does that make you feel that there's someone in your life that wants you to share the ups and downs of what your life is going through? Well, as th- that's probably the first male that's done that for me. You know, I have my girlfriends who I feel like close with, um, but it's really nice. It's taken me a while to like accept it, but then I kind of surrendered to it. And now I don't know. It's like wonderful. It feels amazing. And I don't know like how I could ever, I don't know. It's kind of like, I've been just dealing with all of it on my own forever. And in other episodes of this little series, our listeners will see yeah, that that's the case. Dive into that a lot more. <laughs> and so, but I kind of always saw it that that was like probably going to be the way that it was. It was easier to accept that and just like be on my own and know that that's like, it's just me. Um, even though there was a part of me that, um, I believed there was a part of me that believed that like that could be different mm-hmm. because I'd listened to other people's experiences. Um, particularly, uh, the Elise Martin on Sparkled Life with her interview with Nitika Chopra on the point of pain. She talked about finding someone who knew about her illness and was supportive and there. And I listened to that in December and I was like, oh my God, like maybe I could find that too, actually. And that was one of the first times that I was like, maybe that does exist out there. There are people out there that can like you for you, want to be with you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really weird that like a few weeks later then I found someone that I really cl- clicked with. And so it feels really nice. It's been a very brand new feeling and sensation for me. And I really tried to fight it. And then I kind of just surrendered and like fully surrendered to it. I feel like at this point, I feel like I'm pretty open at this point now. Do you, would you agree, Jamie? Yeah, you're about 88%. That's a lot better than she was before. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) We're going from zero to 88. That's that's a good improvement. Eight is a lucky number of mine. Okay. (laughs) So just saying, I'll take it. Well, I know that we were having conversations one time where you were kind of questioning, like, could this really, could someone want to know all that I go through in my life and still want to, want to hear that and want to be there? Mm -hmm. And I think I told you something along the lines of, well, just try, just kind of see what happens Mm -hmm. and just then go from there. And so it's, it's been fun to see you learn to trust a little bit more. Thanks. And allow yourself to be happy. Yay. Happiness feels good. Happiness is always good. Yeah. So Jamie, since you've always known Cassie while she's had her chronic illness and there was a time where you didn't yourself know, even though she was diagnosed, she didn't share that with you. When you found out that she was sick, did it change the way that you looked at her at all or viewed her? Uh, no, actually 
kind of made me care for her, want to care for her more, to be honest. Um, I don't know how to explain it. There's an energy between us that I've never really kind of experienced before. And so that, I think, I don't know, that, that kind of overshadows everything. So um, I don't think that this, the illness that she deals with has any kind of effect on how I feel about her, except for I feel more strongly, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it was her kind of opening up to you Yeah, that and telling her or tell her telling you more about herself. Yes. Which happens in any relationship that you start to learn more about people and you start to learn about who they really are. That's when that connection really starts to deepen. Mm-hmm. And the fact that's that we true. don't live in the same place, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we talk pretty much every day uh, for the last three months since, but uh, you know, more, it's just like that. I feel that we're, are, we've really gotten to know each other quite a bit and have grown pretty close to each other. And so, yeah, she has definitely um, been able to disclose a lot of how she feels on a daily basis more to me. And I, I, I truly appreciate that. So. Well, thanks. I'm trying so hard. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you kind of deal with the fact that Cassie's life, how she's feeling can really be kind of a roller coaster ride Um, when she's having really, really good days. Then all of a sudden a few hours later, she's not feeling really well or then the next day is just really bad. How do, how do you feel or like kind of how do you approach talking to her or being there for her as she goes through her roller coaster of a life? Uh, well, that's just it. How do you describe it as a roller coaster? And it is from kind of hour to hour. You never know. Right, Cass? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's just how you take it. And I don't want, you know, I'm, I'm just want to be supportive and I want to make a big deal out of her or anything like that. And I don't want to treat her like she's abnormal or anything. You know, she's just, I, this is what it is. This is her day to day life. And so be it, you know, I just want to be a part of it. So. That's so nice. It's so nice. <laughs> but yeah, we were talking the other day and I, or one of the, one of the many, and I told, I kind of complimented him and said how much I appreciated that he does just let me be whatever I am in that moment. And then like, if I was feeling bad and then two hours later, I feel good. He just lets go that I wasn't feeling bad. And then it's just like able to enjoy that. I feel good. And then if it like changes and I don't feel great, that's okay too. And I've haven't experienced that except for with my girlfriends. Um, I haven't experienced that with anyone else that it's okay. I always would be consumed with like worrying about how the other person is handling it, how they're feeling, being a burden, like, you know, then treating me really fragile. I mean, even my stepdad, like I often never tell him how I'm really feeling because if I say I'm having a bad day, the next day he's worried you know, and then like the next day he's worried. And then I'm worried that he's worrying about me. And it's like this like cycle. And so I'll just be like, I feel great all the time, pretty much. And then, but so it's been really nice. Jamie's really great about just letting me be however I am. And I don't, I don't know. It's, and I, I guess I probably have still been a little bit like we were together last weekend and there was one point that he's like, how are you feeling? And I was like, I'm fine. And he's like, are you really? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, would you tell me if you weren't? And I was like, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the 88% honesty comes yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But then there was another time that I was like, 
I am just in a lot of pain right now. I'm dealing with a lot of fucking pain and it hurts. And I like went outside and breathed and got through it in the cold and in the rain. And that's just what I had to do for myself. And then it was like an hour later that I was like, I'm really not in any pain anymore. I'm like doing much better. And he was like, are you really? And I was like, well, yeah, I just told you, you know? <laughs> so again, ups and downs. Yeah. So I got a question for you, Cass. Oh God. Uh, so people that are around you that care about you, if they keep asking you, you know, hey, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Does it get annoying to you at some point in time? Oh, that's a good question. And that is a good question. Or you're like, okay, just stop asking me. Um, that is a really good question. I think it depends on the person. I think it, I think it depends on the person. And I think it depends on like when and where, like when you've asked me, I haven't gotten annoyed. <laughs> not yet. Um, no, <laughs> I have not gotten annoyed once. It's actually like really nice. Um, but like when I'm at work, I don't like being asked because I feel like people are coming there to be like, this is their time. And although sometimes I like love that my clients like are so caring of me and I like could cry most of the times I go to work because I have like the best clients in the world. Sometimes I feel very uncomfortable when I'm being asked, like, how are you doing? Because I don't feel like I can answer it honestly because of the situation. Mm -hmm. Cause then it's like, how can I say, I've had a migraine for days. I want to throw up. I haven't eaten in three days and I like feel like shit my face. But I'm, but I'm then, here for you. But I'm here and please listen to what I'm going to tell you to do for the next hour. And I'm upbeat and I got fucking going and I got rhythm and we're good. Like it's just kind of uncomfortable. Um, and so I think, I think it depends. But when you've asked me, I've never been annoyed. When my stepdad asks me, Maybe I have been annoyed, but that's not at him. It's probably, I'm annoyed that I'm lying to him all the time. <laughs> that yeah. I'm like, I'm fine. I feel honest. great. And then I don't feel good about that, you know? Um, so do you feel that you're kind of like separating your work life versus your personal life when it comes to that? Maybe. Yeah. And I think like, so I was, more. I was talking to my ex-mother-in-law texting the other day, like she's been sick with the flu. And I was like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And she wrote back and told me how she was feeling. And she's like, how are you? And I didn't, I didn't respond with that. I responded with, I hope that you're feeling better. And like, you have a great day. And she's like, thanks. How are you doing? And I was like, you know, I just hope that you feel better. And like, you know, that you're having a good week. Are you back to work? And she was like, how are you doing? <laughs> What's going on with you? And I like... <laughs> I like picked up the phone and looked at it and like put it back down. And then was like, oh, fuck, you know, and then I wrote her back, but it was because I didn't want to take away from like her being sick and having the flu, you know? So, so then I was like, it's not about me. Like, it's about you. How are you feeling? You so know, how would you feel? Because you were chronic illness. It's not going away. What would happen if Jamie had the flu? I'd be like, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> also, but also knowing that Jamie wants you to be honest with him about how you're feeling on a daily basis, hourly basis. Do you think that again, you would hold back just because he's not feeling good in that moment if he was sick? Well, now that we've had this conversation and I know that he really wants to know then I think I need to be <laughs> honest and tell him But otherwise, if I'm honest, I probably would just be like, I'm fine. you know, which you do do that. Yeah, 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 all the time. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. does it to me too. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 
but I see though, especially with you saying that, like, if I hadn't told you how I really feel and what's going on and the honesty, like why I didn't want to come home with you and stuff like that, I hadn't actually thought about it in the sense of like, of course you would think that's about you not knowing mm -hmm. anything of where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. And I would never want someone to feel like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's some good little medicine for me to take there. <laughs> so I think we're going to So go... I would try to be honest. Okay. I'm glad you're trying to be honest. Because <laughs> we're going to talk about a little bit more juicy stuff next. Oh, shit. <laughs> this, I feel like I'm in the hot seat the whole time. Okay, I'm in the hot seat. Calm down. It's fine. No, that's so... the juicy seat. <laughs> <laughs> There have been, since you two have really connected, there's been two times where you've been in the same place. There was when you first really connected and then Jamie, you came to visit like a week or two ago, mm -hmm. really recently. Mm -hmm. So the first time that you were in the same location, there was a lot of hiding stuff from Cassie. And then the second time she started to be a little bit more honest. Did you kind of feel different with that second interaction, Jamie, of just kind of being able to see her be her true version of herself and be honest with how she was feeling? Um, you know, she wasn't completely honest, but, uh, <laughs> she's getting there. 88%. No, I mean, right. 88%. And that's, I'm, I think I'm giving you a good number there. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. Generous just, number. <laughs> yeah. I think it was more like, you know, she, the time that we got to spend together was, was pretty short, but, um, she wanted to make the most of it. I wanted to make the most of it. And, um, yeah, there, she was telling you that there's times she did have to get up early in the morning just to go outside because she was hurting so bad. I just asked her, so, okay. She said, it's fine. I just need to go get fresh air and I'm not going to bug her about it. I'm going to let her do her thing, you know, and, uh, just let it be just as normal as it possibly can. And if there was something seriously bothering her, then I'd hope that she would tell me, you know, but like, I don't know. I just think that, uh, it was, uh, from when I came over there, like the last time that we got to spend together was, was, was great. We really connected and, you know, I felt that she was really, for the most part, really being herself and I'm, was myself and I don't know, it just worked out. I don't know. Uh, I tried to be more open. Like there mm -hmm. was like a few times that I was like taking medications and stuff. And he like asked like, what's that for? You know? Mm -hmm. And I was honest and I didn't want to be at times. And I, and I even made a conscious effort. Like when we were at the restaurant meeting my friend and, um, I kind of was like in the past, I would have just like taken my purse into the bathroom and taken the medication in there and not told anyone, which is what I did on new year's Eve. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, um, like that was, kind of in a sense me trying to be more honest i think and out there with it and open was to like take it at the table well cash you just can't go 100 percent and just automatically do that so it's a tr it's a transition or to yeah. be able to be more open and especially around me and um you know baby steps and yeah. uh you know i think but, it's hard for like yeah. i'm sure it's hard for a lot of people out there that you feel like you have to hide so much and you don't want to be seen as like broken, you know, mm -hmm. and like, which I have definitely felt like I've been seen as that and probably even looked at myself that way at times and worked really hard to work through that. So I feel like there's got to be a lot of people out there who feel, and it's lonely to hide it all. It is. And I've been doing it, I've been doing that for years. 
And so now with kind of like surrendering and being open, it feels really good. It feels like a sense of freedom to do that. And it's being received so well with him that it's encouraging me to want to be much more open, but it's fucking hard. Like, cause there's, there are people that don't receive it well, you know? And I think mm-hmm. you've been in that pattern for a really long time mm-hmm. of hiding everything. So it's, it is hard to break a pattern that you've been following for many, many years mm-hmm. and kind of going off the fact that like Cassie, sometimes you don't want, you don't want people to view you as broken or that there's something wrong with you. And I know one thing when you got your diagnosis that you shared is that you were like, shit, I got the icky one. Mm-hmm. I got the gross one. Mm-hmm. And you've talked about struggling with viewing We're going to do yourself. an episode on that. <laughs> Body image. <laughs> you struggled with viewing yourself as being icky. Yeah. So how did it feel to you that there was someone that was willing to touch you and be intimate with you? even though maybe sometimes you struggle with viewing yourself. And yeah, I think, um, I think it was, I think it took me a while. Okay. Actually I was able to be intimate to a certain point with other people, but not emotionally. Like I felt like I could be like in a sense, like physically available because they didn't know anything else. And I wasn't emotionally available. It was different with Jamie because I felt like he really knew me and knew what was going on. That then I like talked about how I have like burns on my stomach from like using my hot water bottle and fucking all the time, 10 hours a day. And I talked about that. And like, I think, um, I don't know. He doesn't make me feel like I'm broken. He doesn't make me feel like I don't, I kind of like forget innocence in a way that this is, something. And so I think for those out there, you just, I think maybe you just need to keep looking in there. There are people out there that like see past it. Cause that's, that was a huge issue for me for years, for sure. I mean, it took me a long time and a lot of like self, like a lot of work, I think to get to a place where I could like feel good about myself and feel good in my body. And then having someone else who like doesn't see me differently. Um, it, that's, this is the first time that I feel like someone really doesn't see me any differently. So it's nice. Does that answer the question? I don't know if I did. I think so. And Jamie, I'm kind of going to ask a similar question to you, even though I kind of feel like we know what the answer is going to be, but has there been any time where you've viewed Cassie as being like, quote unquote, icky or gross? Broken? No. Yeah. So. No. So I thought your no. answer was going to be. Not at all. I feel like we needed to just put that in the open that he doesn't think you're broken or icky. It is yeah. possible to find someone that doesn't think that. <laughs> I know, but you, but you get to a point where you feel like that's not there. You feel like people out there aren't like that. You know, you feel like, um, people will be afraid to touch you and. But why? I mean, you're beautiful. Why would anybody be afraid to touch? Yeah. Well, that's how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) But you're beautiful to everybody that you're around. I mean, like I said, you hide um, your brokenness. If if that's what we're describing it as very well, nobody would ever really know Hmm. about it, you know? So for you to feel that way, I think it's just like, it's more you that feels that way. Because I do not think that you're broken one bit. I just feel you have a condition and you have obstacles in your life. And I think you deal with them pretty well. Oh, that's such a good way of putting it, Jamie. I love that description. Mm-hmm. It's just obstacles. He's so wise. 
(laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like Cassie's needs are being met, especially (laughs) on an emotional level. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My needs are being met in all the ways. (laughs) (laughs) So Jamie, because Cassie's got a lot of stuff going on in her life. And I know when we've had other conversations with people, there's this part of Cassie that's always kind of concerned that she's not giving as much to the other side of a relationship Mm -hmm. than she's taking from people. Do you feel that your needs are getting met with the relationship the two of you have? Oh, beyond what I expect for needs to be met is what Cass does for me. So. Wonderful. I wish all of you listening could see the <laughs> squishy smile face that Cassie is making. It's adorable. <laughs> um, so what are some kind of ways of communication that the two of you have kind of used? Like, do you ask each other really specific questions on how you're feeling? What do you need from me? How, I guess, kind of how would you encourage other people that are maybe starting a relationship or someone who just got a diagnosis and they're trying to figure out the changes in their relationship, what type of communication would you encourage them to have to have a fulfilling relationship like the two of you do? Just be open and honest with mm -hmm. each other. That's what I was going to say. I think we've just really tried, like we talk a lot, Mm -hmm. we talk a lot, but not just like we talk about nothing and then about everything. But I think, um, I feel very safe with him and talking to him and it makes me feel like I can be honest and ask questions. Like when we were, when we had our interview um, with Jessica and we're talking about the give and take, that was the first time I've like asked a friend, do you feel like it's like give and take in our friendship? You know, and it was uh, really awesome to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, I talked to Jamie on the phone shortly after that. And I was like, you know, it feels really good. Cause it feels really natural. I feel like I could just ask him that and that he would be honest and respond. Um, so probably I would say just being open. I didn't have that in the past where I felt like I could be open and just have honest communication and just say exactly how I felt or ask questions. And it's really nice. I would recommend just to have those difficult conversations, say how you feel. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be, you know, people that are out there that are, um, dealing with chronic illness, illnesses and trying to, you know, find a relationship and so forth. It has to be on both sides. I mean, if you're open and honest and then, you know, the other person doesn't accept it, then I guess it's never meant to be, you know, don't force it. But um, I feel that like uh, Cass and I are pretty lucky that we um, got to meet each other and, and uh, I don't know, it's, you know, it's a, it doesn't happen very often, I don't think, and not in my lifetime that is, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel that what we have is pretty special, so. Me too. Liz, <laughs> <laughs> I love that both of you kind of said being open and honest because like one of our passions with this podcast is to really show that individuals dealing with chronic illnesses, they're just like everybody else. They are people too, they have the same problems because I don't have a chronic illness, but me and my fiance, we work together because we have open and honest communication, lots of trust. And I didn't have that in my own past relationships and on the same level. And I think that that's a common thread in any relationship 
And then again, when you have a chronic illness, it's, just, you, it's a whole new level of honesty that you have to get to and a whole new level of trust because uh, there's just a lot more going on in your life that's going to affect your day-to-day -day or just how you feel every hour than mm -hmm. the, the average, I hate using the word average, but like someone who doesn't have a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of like things can just be like amplified. I mean, and maybe there's like when you have a chronic illness and you're getting into a relationship or you are in one, I think that sometimes there's like serious topics have to be discussed in, in that way, like maybe early on and maybe that, I don't know, maybe that can be something that's different with just, I don't know. Do you think I would be curious for like other people who might be listening to, um, so, okay. So when you learned Jamie that I had a chronic mm -hmm. illness through like my Facebook, um, and then we kind of like agreed to go on a date again after that, did that affect anything before that? Because I'm thinking of people out there who are like trying to go into the dating world <coughs> and maybe being afraid of talking about it. Like, for example, I didn't put it out there to the world. Like when I was on some dating apps, I didn't see anything about it. And I just wonder, like, for you on the other side, when do you feel like might be a good time for someone to tell you that they have that going on if you weren't able to, like, Facebook stalk and find it out? <laughs> <laughs> but you can always Facebook stalk. I know, right? Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if there's ever, like, a real good time, but, like, whenever you feel the moments, right, and that you're comfortable with telling the other person, you know? Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Yeah, I think that, it's true. Like when, when do you, everyone's got baggage. So when do you find that moment to unload your baggage? Like, is it something that you're like, Hey, by the way, I have this shit in my past. I think you should know about it before we even go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Or do you get to know mm -hmm. them a little bit and even see if it's worth opening up that much? And I think that's something yeah. that you just have to feel in the moment. Mm -hmm. And with Cass, it was just different because like, like I said, like I had like uh, a good intuition that, you know, she, she was a really, really great girl. And, um, even though seeing that on uh, social media and then when she says, Hey, you want to do that date night? It was in a, it was a hundred percent. Yes. You know, cause I wanted to get to know her better because of what I felt when I was around her. So I wanted to go with that. And that was, that didn't even really come to my mind to be honest with you. So. See, I, I think just... that's important for people to hear that it's mm -hmm. like, it also just may not be a factor at all. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's part of like the normalizing it that mm -hmm. we want to like try and help spread the word is because like there are people out there that like it's not it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. You know, like even when we were talking with Jess and she's like, I never saw you differently. And I had a moment like, really? I had no idea. I've totally seen myself differently. And so it's like I think that I really I really want people to know that that there are men and women out there who don't give a shit. I mean, they care, but like, it's not going to face them. They don't give a shit. If you have like a chronic illness, it's not going to be a factor. They still want to get factor. to know you. Yeah. Yes. Right. You. Yeah. You're still a person to them. You're not just yeah. your yeah. condition or your illness. Cause mm -hmm. I don't think that, you know, six months ago, I, I didn't believe that. I didn't think that I didn't feel that way. I definitely felt like it was all that someone was going to see and how could they see me for me? So I really want people to know that like that is out there. I don't even know if you would have felt that way three months ago. Probably. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs>
I mean, probably if we hadn't connected over Christmas break the way that we did, I would be so cynical right now and be like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you can't, I don't know. I it's think I would be happen. like, yeah, I would have all these walls up and I would not have been like opening up like in intimate ways with people or with one person, not people, not multiple people, just you, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> But, you know, I think that that's, like, probably the truth. <laughs> we'll be like, meh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's people out there. I would want to give everybody, like, false hope. I'd be like, there's hope. But I don't know if I'd be like, no, I wouldn't. I'd be cynical. I wouldn't be lying to the world. I'd just be like, I don't know. Do you. You do you. Very interesting. I think your mindset has changed drastically since you and I have been talking and getting to know each other better which is a good thing. I agree. So then, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I told you I surrendered. <laughs> I think it just gives a show that with, when you're surrounding yourself with people that you care about, that care about you in return and are there for you and are able to support you in the ways that you really need and you really want, that it can really make a positive impact on your life no matter what. <laughs> The thing is, is that there are people out there for you like that. You just have to be open to it. Yeah. Don't close yourself off. Be open to it because, you know, you will be able to find somebody. Because not every good guy is going to wait around for a year like <laughs> Jamie did for Cassie. It was, it was a long year. Oh, no. I did it. <laughs> it all worked out. <laughs> it, was, it was worth the wait, Cass. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it was totally worth the wait. <laughs> so as we start to wrap this up, is there any other questions the two of you have for each other at all? I think I've asked everything I can think of. Um, I think, I think uh, one thing that I would like to maybe ask is on here, we had the question of, do you worry about me? And what does that feel like to you? And I would, like to hear your answer because I know that I get a lot of guilt. Like I feel really worried about people worrying about me. And so I'm sure that there are other people out there that are worried about people worrying about them and they hide stuff like I've been doing um, and maybe being able to help drop the guilt around yeah. that. It's a good question. Wait. So the well, question my is, question, my okay. question was, is like, how are you feeling right now? Oh, um, <laughs> I have my hot water bottle. I'm like yeah. hiding back here and um I think I'm probably gonna have a migraine this afternoon yeah grumpy pretty nauseous and then you're gonna go home and take care of your son and your stepdad and act like nothing's wrong right yes yeah like you normally do right yeah and that's one of the you know I mean I admire that quality about you but sometimes you have to be open with the ones that are close to you as well like your, your stepdad and your and your son Especially the days that you are really struggling and it's really tough on you because it drains you. And it's just, I see it because now that you're a little more open with me about it, uh, my suggestion to you is to be a little more open with your family too. Yeah. We're yeah. working on that. Yeah. Yep. So Jamie, since she just kind of, kind of with Cassie's question for you, since she started opening up about how she's truly feeling, does that make you worry about her now? Uh, how, no. No, because yeah. I know it's part of, I That's mean, nice. I'm, I'm not worried about it, you know, I mean, 
Okay, I so do. cool. Yeah. Maybe people don't always worry. It's okay. No, I'm not worried about you. I mean, like, do you, would you worry about Jamie if he had the flu right now? Yeah. <laughs> but like, would like, what would the level of worry be? I'd be, I'd be, well, I, okay. All right. Fine. I get it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. I would be more just like wanting to care for him. Yeah. But I guess you're right. I wouldn't be worried. Because I yeah. think when, when you say that you get guilty about people worrying about you, so you worry about that guilt, then I th- take that as so much as they're, like, you're worried about people worrying about you on, like, this really deep level that's, like, disrupting their lives. When mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, yeah, like, I mean, like, I'm your friend. I'm concerned for your health. I want you to feel good, but I'm probably not going to let it affect my life if I'm worrying about you. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it's I mean, almost like you're taking would, it to a new level. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I worry about you. I just care about you. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. I'm worried about you. It? I care about you. I care about how you feel, you know, but I'm not worried. Interesting. See, that's good. This is why this is great. So do you feel less guilty, Cassie? About yeah, I honest? do. Right now. I feel less guilty. I feel like less worried about people worrying. Uh, you know, this whole podcast has been very therapeutic. <laughs> I have kind of felt like we've had a little therapy session and I would just yeah. like to say that I am not a trained therapist. <laughs> I am a personal trainer and a Pilates instructor, which kind of makes me feel I like an unofficial say, therapist. Yeah. <laughs> we play therapists but, a lot. Yeah it's, yeah, it's an unofficial job title. <laughs> Hopefully this will be therapeutic for others out there. That's the whole point of why I wanted to share this and put it out there. This very intimate, vulnerable stuff about me to the world. Yes. Um, because hopefully other people can hear and give a little bit of hope to like, I don't know, just that, I don't know. It's great. It's definitely changed some things for me, for sure. The worrying thing, being more open, trusting, trust, trust the people around you, <laughs> you know? And I think if there's anyone listening that maybe you're just unsure of how to have that conversation, that honest, open conversation with someone that you care about, or if there's just another struggle that you're having that you want us to talk about, then please let us know. Yes. That's what this is for. Yeah, we're open books over here. If you can't freaking tell already, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Fantastic. Any last words from, from anyone? Happiness is cool. All the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> find it you're such a door i agree i agree Cass. yes happiness is cool (laughs) oh my goodness well it's been really fun being your unofficial therapist for the two of you um i hope i hope the two of you learned a little bit about each other in the past however long you've been talking 45 ish minutes i'm not really sure Mm -hmm. uh and i hope that people listening also got something positive out of that and just at the very least you know there's examples that there are people out there that will care about you and be there for you no matter what and maybe if you feel like you're not getting that from someone then maybe they're just not meant to be the right person for you yeah sometimes you just got to close a door to open another yep you know close the window Mm -hmm. find a door or whatever whatever that thing is (laughs) I haven't heard of that one before, but I'll go with it. <laughs> or wait, if you close the door, you could open, open a window. A window. That's, that's what it was. It's supposed to open a window. I'm really glad we figured that out. 
<laughs> we should go. <laughs> All right. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Are you it kidding was... me, ladies? Thank you. I was, uh, yeah, just, it's an honor to actually be on one of your very first podcasts. So thank you. Thanks for being part of it. Yeah. Yay. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon and we will talk to all of you listeners next time. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please write us a review to help us reach more people like you. If you'd like to connect with Cassie and I, you can find us on Instagram at The Real Spoonies Unite. You can also join our private Facebook community, Spoonies Unite, or you can visit our website, therealspooniesunite.com, for all sorts of resources and to stay up to date with our current projects. And don't worry, you can find all these links in the show notes below. Thank you to our wonderful Spoonie patrons for all your support, and you can become one too. That's right. All you have to do is go on over to patreon.com slash therealspooniesunite, and you can get all sorts of extra goodies like videos of our episodes and more. Any support is greatly appreciated. It helps enable us to create more content for all of you, as well as make this podcast sound better and better. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to be back in your ears soon.